Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Today is a very special one because I have my client Sunam coming to talk to y'all about her weight loss health journey. And I'm just super excited to have her here today because it's been an amazing six months working with her. And it's just so incredible to see how much she's grown in her journey. And now she has all of these healthy habits in place to support her wellness journey. And now like working out doesn't feel like a chore for her anymore. It's just who she is. And it's what she does week to week without feeling like she has to rely on motivation. And so I just wanted to bring her on the podcast today because one of the things that Sunam really inspires me when we worked together was she had this mindset of like taking baby steps and that really allowed her to like take action like literally right after our call instead of like stalling time right and this is very beneficial for you listening to the podcast because I know when you think about your 20 pound goal or you think about like the health goals that you have for yourself, it can feel very overwhelming and you tend to overthink. And so when you break it down in a very small way, it helps you really see that literally making a decision today to just have like a healthier next meal or just to move your body, even if it's walking instead of going to the gym, it makes such a big difference at the end of the day. And so welcome, Suna. Thank you for coming in. Can you introduce yourself to the people? Thank you so much for having me. My name is Suna Taban. I am a money coach, but I also have a full-time job (laughs) and I, so I currently live in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. I, it's really green here. So that's why I like it. And my family's here too. (laughs) I just had to bring that up Yeah. (laughs) in case anybody's like, yeah, what's, where's Nashville? Um, and so I found Sam through social media, Instagram And something that really attracted me to Sam was that she was like really authentic. And then everything that she said when I started her her coaching program was like literally the same thing. So if you're like, is Sam going to change when I like sign up for her program? No, she's literally the same person. (laughs) Oh my God. That's like the best compliment ever. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So funny. Well, I want you to just tell the people, well, thank you for that. But I also want you to tell the people like before the program, like what have you tried and like what was your biggest struggle? And I'd like to just highlight that because I know someone listening to this episode, they could be like, oh, I tried that or like, oh, I'm in that right now. Or like, oh, like I understand how much of a struggle it is to just like have a healthier relationship with yourself, your body and food. And so can you give us like a quick snapshot of where you were before the program? Yeah, so I've tried a lot of diets, like I believe most women in the United States have. And I felt like every time I would give up on them. So I was like, I think it's me who's who who's like, um, struggling with this it's not the diet it's myself and so like I felt like I couldn't 
really sustain it. And so what really led me to finding a health coach was like, I need, I felt like I needed support uh, to be able to, to stick to the diet. But then during our coaching program with Sam, I found out that it's not really me. It's not, it's like the diet itself. Like, you know, having diets are really not sustainable because you can stick to them for like a certain period of time, but like they're very restrictive. And so like when you try to restrict yourself, like that becomes really hard to keep on it for the long term. And so something that I really enjoy um, through the coaching program with Sam was that we, like she said, we did it through baby steps so that like the habits were able to stick for the long term. Oh, that's so good. You said something like, it's not the diet, it's me. And it got me thinking about like how often we make like our body a problem. And even in the program, I always talk about how like, and I think I've probably said this to you a couple of times, but I just don't remember exactly. But I, I always tell all of my clients, like, you're in this program, but like, you know, your body better than I do. Like, I'll give you some guidelines and like some things to try out and like how to work out to make it work with your body, right? Where you're, where it is right now in your schedule. But like, at the end of the day, like, you know, whether that intensity is good for you, you know, whether that meal was good for your body or it needs to make adjustments. And like, you have like control over like all of it at the end of the day, even if I've given you suggestions and I'm wondering for you, like, you know how you've gone through these diets and then you shifting over to like doing this the sustainable way. What has been the biggest change for you? And like, what has been like the toughest part for you too? Because I remember that shift for myself where I was like, okay, like this is completely different game. Like it's not the same game anymore. And like, I have to think about this differently if I'm going to be doing this shit for the rest of my life so I'm curious what what was it for you yeah so I think the biggest thing for me was being more intentional and actually paying attention to my body and what it needs as opposed to you know how like the diet culture tries to sell you something like oh if you do this diet this is the body you're going to achieve yeah. or like they're always trying to sell you something but they never tell you like listen to your body your body knows best and so I think that was the biggest change for me, actually being more intentional and like knowing what I was eating, what was making me feel good. And so before the program, like I never paid attention to that. I was like, oh, it's just counting calories. That's what I'm supposed to pay attention, not to my body. Yeah. Can you like give me an example of when you like ate something and you're like, this isn't right for me? I mean, I know you and I have talked about like a few foods that works for you and food that doesn't. I'm just interested for you to like just tell the people because I know there's certain foods that are pretty sensitive to your body and you wouldn't have known that if you didn't like listen to it and like you just kept following like a meal plan, right? It's just, that's like how diets are. Diets are like, just do this and you'll get this outcome. But then throughout the entire way, you're like ignoring all of these cues that your body's telling you either yes or no. Yeah, so something that I notice that was bad for me is like Greek yogurt that's like full of fat and I know a lot of people's like oh Greek yogurt is great for you you should eat it but unfortunately it's bad for me and I didn't know that until like I started paying attention I was like oh when I eat Greek yogurt I feel really bloated but then when I experimented and I went with Greek yogurt that was non-fat 
I didn't feel anything. And so it was because I was paying attention to it that I noticed because if I hadn't, I would have been like, oh, maybe it's floating because I don't know, like I, I ate something different. I ate some chips or something like that. I don't know. Like I wouldn't have been able to pinpoint why my stomach was floating, but because I've become more intentional and I've been able to like keep, not keep track, but you know, be mindful when I'm eating and notice when I'm eating. Like, I'm like, oh, it was because of that. Yeah. And that's really interesting to me too, because I remember at the beginning of the program, your brain had this like very black and white thinking of like food of like, there's certain foods that I can eat. There's certain foods that I can't eat. And if I have too much of something that's like considered bad, and so can you like speak about that? Because I know like everybody has their own category of like, these are good food, these are bad food, or like these are foods that like I should avoid and like I need to eat if I want to lose weight. Can you talk about that? Yeah. yeah. So well, something that I thought that I couldn't eat was like takeout. I was like really against eating takeout uh, because I'm like, if I eat takeout, it's really bad for me. I sh- I should just be eating at home seven days a week. And so that was for like the longest I thought that into like you, we were talking and you're like, well, actually takeout is not bad because you can actually control the portions that you eat. You don't have to eat it out all just because you bought takeout. And so that has been really helpful for me in like changing my mindset into thinking that, oh, takeout is bad, but until like, actually it's not. And that remind me y'all. When we started this, it was like, I don't want to cook three meals a day. Just so you know, it's just like not into cooking. But now she actually cooks more. Like she she doesn't. She definitely cooks more now. And like, I think the reason why is because you know what, what foods works for your body. And you just like you're just like, I don't want to spend a lot of money on just takeout when I could just make this like nice, tasty home cooked meal at home. Anyways, it probably tastes so much better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I think I sometimes I'm like very aggressive with the the things that I do. And so like, I'm like, okay, I just since takeout is good, I'm going to eat it most of the time. But then because I do tend to travel a lot, when I go out, like I tend to eat more food outside just because you know, I don't have I don't have a kitchen, I can't cook. But then when I come back home, I'm like, actually, I miss uh, cooking at home and so I will like start cooking and would just cook the whole week um, but yeah like I I have come to realize that cooking is not like I mean sometimes when I am stressed I'm like I don't want to cook and that's okay but yeah. like when I'm not like I don't mind cooking anymore as much as I did in the beginning just because I already know which foods I like as opposed to in the beginning I'm like actually I don't even know what I like yeah, and that was actually what we're going to go through, too, later in the podcast episode. But that's so interesting that you brought that up. Like, I think when you know what you want to eat and you know what you like to eat, like, the pressure of cooking is not as big as, you know, a lot of people think it is. And it's just always, like, the what do you want to eat or, like, what do we need to go buy? It's, like, always, like, that drama first before you, you can, like, get yourself to cook in the kitchen. And I think it's amazing that you brought that up because – I want to talk about like the baby steps that got you to cook. So like, had, was there a, like a shift for you where you were like, oh, like I actually enjoy making my meals. And like, if I were to reverse engineer this, like how did I get to this point? Like, I want you to talk about that because I have some ideas of what got you to do it. Right. 
And like you had to get yourself there, obviously, to like eventually take the action and go grocery shopping and like do the cooking. But I'm wondering, like, what was that shift for you to allow yourself to do the things that maybe you didn't want to do starting day one when we started working together? Yeah. So I think there's two reasons why. The first one, because I do travel every month. And so when I came back, I'm like, I actually miss eating at home. And so that was one of the reasons I'm like, well, it's easier to cook because I have motivation to do this because I'm tired of eating out. And second, I think what made it easier was that I'm like, oh, I can actually plan in advance what I want. Not like plan like in the sense that, oh, on Monday, I have to eat this certain thing. On Tuesday, I have to eat this certain thing because I don't like to have a really strict um, schedule like that. What happened was like, oh, I can actually plan out the meals that I feel that I can cook for the week. It doesn't mean that I have to eat them in that day. I can eat them any day whenever like I feel like it. Um, and so when I was able to do that, like plan it in advance, it like helped me cook because I'm like, well, I know that this week I feel like eating salmon. And so like, let's say it's a Tuesday. I'm like, I would ask myself, I'm like, do I feel like eating salmon today? If the answer was like, no, I'm like, okay, let, let me look at this list and, and ask myself, which one of this meals do I feel like eating? And so because I had that plan, like it was way easier to cook than like me cooking a meal that I didn't even want to eat. Yeah. And bring that up too, like for the audience, right? Like as you're listening to this, what we did was we created a list of foods that Sudam likes to eat. And so you could even do this for yourself, like just make a list of foods that you like to eat. And I always tell every single client of mine is like, I don't want you to think about like the rules that you have around food. Like, you know, when the diet brain comes out and it's like, oh, you like eating that, but that's not good for you. Like, I want you to erase all of that. Just write the foods that you like to eat and like write it all down and just pick one from that list and like start going shopping for it. Like just start going shopping for it because what you'll realize is like, you'll start to give yourself permission to like, take the action to go grocery shopping but not only that like you're even motivated to go because it's foods that you like like I don't know about you but I remember when I started buying chicken breast and broccoli I'm like this is the most boring grocery shopping trip ever like it's not enjoyable like you don't really get excited because you're just buying the same food over and over and it becomes like this like eating thing where you're not even satisfied afterwards and you're going to find something else later to eat because it didn't satisfy you so when you brought that up it reminded me of like that itself like you making that list of foods that you like to eat helped you build a healthier relationship with food because there were just certain foods where you're like I don't know if I could eat that Sam or like even like we can even go into the conversation of sweets like can you talk about your relationship with Swedes before the program and like where you are now with that? Because I think it's, it'd be good for you to talk about your, your like transition, you know? Okay. Yeah. So I felt before the program, I felt like sweets controlled me. Like, I'm like, I feel like I have to eat a sweet every time I finish lunch. And then I felt bad every time, like I would eat it because I felt like I was doing something wrong. And so when we talked about it during coaching, like it even helped, like we talked about how I came to have this habit yeah. and then realized that I came to have this habit of wanting to eat something after lunch, because when I was little, my mom would be like, oh, you can't eat the snack until you eat lunch. 
And so I had that habit since I was young. And so like knowing that actually was really powerful because I'm like, oh, it's a habit that I got from childhood. Yeah. Um, And so I felt really bad about it. But then after we talked about it, I honestly don't feel bad about wanting to eat a sweet anymore. And uh, honestly, now, like, I allow myself to eat the sweets if I want to. But I realize since I don't have shame around it anymore, I'm able to substitute it for like apples, watermelons, (laughs) mangoes. And like, sometimes if I want a chocolate, I'll eat it. Yeah. Before it felt like, oh, it's controlling me. And so sometimes when you crave something and then like you don't allow yourself to eat it like you end up eating way more and so because now I don't have that shame I'm like okay I want a cookie and then I'll just eat a cookie yeah and I think that was the biggest game changer for you was just like realizing that that was a food rule that was like automatically taught to you at such a young age and then deciding like do I want to keep this or do I need to change it based off of how you feel about it and then like you deciding to keep it it's like okay if I'm deciding to keep this like I'm not gonna shame myself to like do this later and so I'm just gonna let myself have the chocolates and then that itself was how you like portion control without like controlling everything else you know I think like a lot of people think that portion control means that you have to be strict and that you have to like say no when you don't want to say no kind of deal but the way I think about portion control is like you give yourself permission to stop when you feel like your body is telling it to stop and you've you like that decision for yourself at the end of the day that's ultimately how I think about portion and so I think it's like so amazing that you brought that up of how you wanted to keep it and like now you're like substituting it for fruits and stuff which is like a different kind of sweet and that's just super amazing. And another thing that came up for me too when you said that was I don't care if you have a snack after lunch. Like if you want to have it, like let's make your other meals support that snack. And I think that really helped you a lot because then it helped you create an option of, okay, I don't really have to get rid of this, but like if I want to keep it, how can I make sure that my lunch has more veggies or more protein? Or like, how can I make sure that like when I'm eating dinner, like that dinner isn't going to be filled with foods that maybe might not make me feel good because I already had like something sweet in the middle of the day. And so I want to talk about that. Like, did you feel like because you were provided with options, did it like help your brain get out of the dieting mindset at all? Or like, how did that approach help you like, continue doing this without like the shame yeah yeah because I did have options I'm like okay well if I eat this five cookies if I allow myself to eat this five cookies because my body's craving it maybe because I'm in my period I'm like okay that's fine for for dinner maybe I'll just eat a smaller dinner or like add more veggies um and so that really did help me and like leaving behind like the shame about like oh no if I'm gonna allow myself to eat sweets I can only eat one and so because I'm like okay well just because I did that doesn't mean that I can't plan ahead for for my next meal yeah and how Sunam got into this taking baby steps was I remember like she would take her progress 
pictures, not progress picture. She'll take our food pictures and we'll look through them. And like, we tackled it like one at a time. So I remember like, we didn't go into like, okay, this is your breakfast. Lunch, and dinner. Now we got to change everything. And we're like, okay, let's look at your breakfast. Like, what do you like about it? What do you not like about it? Like, do you want to keep it? And then she's like, yeah, I want to keep it. Like, I like my breakfast. It's pretty stable. I feel like for you, your breakfast had like everything that you wanted, like protein, fats, and carbs. You're like, this is a good breakfast. And then the struggle for you was mainly lunch because I know you work. Um, and so it's it's hard to do like a fresh cooked meal right away. And so at this time, you mainly did like take out and um, you had like a snack afterwards. And then for dinner time, it's like you either cook or you probably have like leftovers. And it was just like us constantly working meal by meal. And I think that helped you like not to get overwhelmed of I have to change everything right away. And like, if I don't do that, I'm not going to see progress. And I want to know your thoughts about that. Was there any part of you that was like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I'm not doing anything or like I feel like I'm not changing like my habits fast enough because that's like the dire mentality that like we come from, you know? Yeah. So in the beginning, yes, that was my thought. I'm like, I feel like I'm not really making progress because I feel like I'm not changing anything. But by like the end of the program, like I was like, no, this is good because I know that if I make so many changes, like I'm not going to be able to stick to them because they're going to seem like really restrictive. And like also like I know that when you're trying to create a habit, you have to start it off like slowly because or else it just won't stick. And so like, you know, by the end of it, I was like, okay, well, this is good. But it was really good for me because I was able to like able to you know sustainably uh stick to those habits even now yeah I always say like if you can't stick to one habit for like six weeks like the changes that you're trying to make is like too fast for you and like sometimes we hate hearing that right like I remember at the beginning where I would try to like juggle a bunch of things at once and it's like when you do that, you can't get good at like that one habit. And for you, that one habit was like first, like because you already ate three meals a day consistently. I think the next thing for you from what I remember was like the timing of your meals, like making sure that the timing of your meals actually worked with your schedule. Because I remember Sunam has such a, a long gap between like her lunch and, and dinner because like she felt like she had to eat at a certain time because it was just like lunchtime when really like lunchtime is different for everybody, right? It's not always at noon. <laughs> and like once we got there, it was like, okay, like now that you got your meal times down that works for you, it's like, okay, let's look at one meal at a time. And like in the process, it is going to feel slow. And this is a conversation that I want to like have with you. Like I want to know like what was your self-dialogue when you felt like the process felt slow because you're an example of like enjoying the journey like whenever I think about soon I'm like she just enjoyed the journey she's like okay I'm just gonna do what I can now and like the result is eventually gonna come it's just like I just gotta like get myself to get excited about my pace right now and so can you share about your self-dialogue because I think that's so important it's like the way you're speaking to yourself in the process yeah so I know in the beginning I had a lot of mind drama <laughs> yeah <laughs> And in the sense of like, oh, I have to do this perfectly. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But I think what helped me a lot, like taking like baby steps was like, you know, I get to enjoy my journey, which is like you said, 
And that's something that um, I, I would tell myself, I'm like, what's the point of me like being miserable and like eating this way? And like, yes, maybe I'll reach my my pound goals or whatever, whatever goal I want to, but I'm going to be miserable along the way. I'm like, yeah, that's not a life that I want. Yeah. I'm like, if that means going slowly, but achieving my goal, like at a later date, but I'm still happy along the way, then that's what I want. And I think that was the self dialogue that I would tell myself. It, like you know after coaching with you <laughs> in the beginning I was like no I have to do it like I have to change everything now but then you know along the way that's the self-dialogue that really helped me so much yeah and you know what you just said there where you're like I need to remember why I'm doing this like that's how I picked it up as and oftentimes in this journey like we forget to remind ourselves like why we're doing this right like especially when we've done diets and we're trying to do this the sustainable way, like our brain automatically forgets that. And we have to remind ourselves we're in this for the long game. Like we're doing this as a lifestyle. We're not doing this for like the summer body. We're not doing this for like the new year resolution. Like we're literally like doing this for our entire life. And so if we're going to do this for our entire life, like are you going to be okay with focusing on one habit for six weeks like mm -hmm. can you sit with that and I know like that's not something that everybody wants to hear but I think it's like the truth of this journey I think people think that just because you're doing weight loss or health the sustainable way people automatically equate that as like slow progress but I actually think that like because it feels slow you have less room to make errors and when I say like less room to make errors I'm mainly just talking about like you don't have to go back and clean up your relationship with food you don't have to go back and clean up like your relationship with your body or like with the scale because like you've done the work of like tackling it then and there instead of like rushing through the process and like when you're in the dieting mentality it's really easy for you to be like oh, let me just like jump all in because if I jump all in, like I'm going to like get the result quickly. But you already know how like that story plays out. Like you've already know what it's like to try everything all at once and like have it be very overwhelming. And then two weeks later, you're like, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to start again. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like we have this, we want to reach our goal like as soon as possible. But like you said, it's a journey like we're gonna be in our bodies until the day we die and yeah. so like that it's gonna be all your life so like why do you want to reach it and this is something that I had to tell myself like why do I want to reach it in six months when like okay maybe I can reach it but am I gonna be happy and then I think we really clicked it was like oh it's a lifestyle change it's yeah. not like I'm going to do this for like six months and then everything, and then I'm going to reach my goals and then everything is going to go downhill from there. Yeah. Um, and, and then you, I feel like we just have to change our mindset into the sense like, this is, this is who I am for the rest of my life. And I'm glad that you brought up the mindset piece of it too. Cause I always tell everybody on Instagram, I'm like, if weight loss was really all about like a meal plan and a workout routine, like everybody and their mamas would be losing weight. But like, like our brain and the way we think about food in our body has so much impact on whether or not we're going to do something about it today. 
And like, if we're not thinking about it in a way that like helps us feel motivated or like we're not thinking about it in a way where we're kind to ourselves in the process, like we're not going to be doing the plan anyways, the meal plan and the workout routine, even if it's there, like we're not going to do them. And you listening to this, you probably experienced this where you're like, oh, you get super excited because like maybe you purchased a program or something or you like found like that ultimate meal plan on Google. And then like you find yourself only taking a few days to do it. And then you're like, oh, like, I don't want to do it anymore. And so I love that you brought it up how like, it's like a journey and it's not a pace because I remember you having so much drama around like the six months is like the deadline. And like, if I don't get it down now, like I'm never going to get it down. And I remember like giving like soon of hard coaching. I'm like, you know, this doesn't end after like we're done coaching together. I mean, like even now we're still coaching because soon did like another round, but we're doing like a monthly support system. And it's just so interesting to see how much you've shifted since then of trusting yourself to like continue this because it's always about like you're being supported, but you're not being dependent, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I think that has to do with the diet mentality because, you know, diets always have an end date. Yeah. Like there's going to be a point where you're not going to be able to stick to your diet and then that's it. And so I had that like diet brain for so long. And so like, I was like, okay, well, I have six months to do this. And then after that, that's the end. But then I remember before the six months were done, you like coached me. You're like, actually, this is just the beginning of your journey. Yeah. I was like, Wait a minute. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, for some reason, like my mind could not comprehend that. And I think it has to do with like, you know, diets have an end goal uh, an, an end goal because once you reach that goal like you're not supposed to stick to that diet yeah it does that. have that like it has and that narrative so, yeah and so like for this I'm like oh actually this is the rest of my life and yeah. so that once that clicked I'm like oh I can I can take this habits that I've built in this coaching program and use them for the rest of my life yeah and I always say like when people like, okay, if you're listening to this and you're like side eyeing and you're like, I'm gonna have to do this forever. Like, just know, like, it's okay if you're not ready to, to like, to like commit to the journey of I'm going to be taking care of my body and health for the rest of my life. Like it took me three years for me to three to four years for me to really say like, okay, I'm not going to do like another shortcut or I'm not going to do like another diet. Like I'm just, I'm really like taking this seriously now. Cause I had to learn my lesson. Right. Like sometimes you have to kind of go through that to be like, okay, I really genuinely don't want to do that anymore. And I like, I want to see the other side of things. And so just know, like there's, there's also like timing that comes with it where it's like, there comes a time where you're just like, I'm ready for this journey and I don't care how long it takes. I'm willing to put in the work. And there also comes a time where you just have to decide that like, that's what your body needs from you by like listening to how it's talking to you right now. Like if you feel really tired all the time or you're like feeling sluggish or maybe like you're feeling like your body's aching because you're not moving the way that you want or you're not enjoying the foods that you are eating because maybe you're eating way too much and you want to stop yourself before you get to that point like there will just come a time where you're like I don't want to do the diets anymore and like I'm willing to do this as a lifestyle for you Mm -hmm. um and so was there like a moment like that for you yeah so actually I think when I took the time to ask myself like what is my why for wanting to do this like when I first started the program I feel like my why was like oh I want to lose weight 
you know, the regular, the regular wise for most people. But then during the program, like during the coaching, like I came to realize that my why was not really like to lose weight. I mean, you know, that that's still a good why, but no, like my why was like, I want to be able to age yeah, and have energy when I get older. I want to be like those people that are like in their 60s, 70s, 80s and are able to move their body and they have like strong bones. And so for me to be able to achieve that, like I need to make sure that I'm eating healthy and I'm exercising and like, you know, healthy is different for everyone, but you know, healthy for me. And so like, once I like realized what my why was like, that really changed everything for me. And I was like, okay, I'm determined to do this journey until I die because that is my why. And I know like, I know like whenever people would say, what's your why? Like, I know people ask me that about other things besides my weight loss journey. I'm always like, oh, got to go back to the basics again. I have to think about like why I'm doing this. Like, I can't just like want this for like the result. It has to be bigger than like looking good. Because I always say like, you can look good, but like that doesn't necessarily mean that you feel good. Like I've talked about this on the podcast. I think I actually talked about it in my 100th episode where I mentioned like there was a time where I was lifting a lot of weights. And at the time I was counting my macros and my calories. And if you look at my pictures way back then, which I should probably post more Instagram. But if if you look at my pictures back then, like I was pretty muscular. I was pretty toned. And like people will always say that um, like I changed my physique pretty drastically from when I did Insanity. And at that time, my health was not where I wanted to be. Like, even though I looked like I wanted to look, I still didn't feel good. Like, I didn't have the energy that I want because of the quality of foods that I was eating. But also, I was only tying myself to, like, one way of working out. And so, although I had muscles, I didn't have the stamina or, like, the endurance or, like, the heart health that I wanted. And so I always say like, yes, have that weight loss goal, but then there needs to be like a deeper reason of why you're doing this outside of the physical look, because, you know, when you're having a hard day, like you're not going to be like, oh, what's going to motivate me to like get up and do the work is like a nice ass and flat tummy. Like, like that's not going to be the thing that's going to be like, oh, okay, I I get it. I'm excited about it. Like, I'm going to go do my workout. But like for you, you're like when I'm 60, like I'm, I'm going to be probably running a marathon. I'm going to be those people that run a marathon or I'm going to be like running and not being out of breath. And like, these people are just going to be like looking at me like, damn, what is this lady doing? Like, she's been working out like all these years. Like that gets me excited. And it, it probably gets you excited of like, oh my gosh, like literally I don't have to feel like shit just because I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's completely true. And like, like I said, like before the program, I had no idea what my why was. I mean, my why was like very superficial. Like, you know, I want to, I want to look like this models. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, once you start like, no, like going in and noticing like your, my why was like, I want to get older and have healthy bones. Um, And it's funny because like, after like your coaching, like I hadn't gone to like a gym for so long, but yeah. I was, like, I'm going to make myself like, I'm going to go to a strength training class with a group. And so I remember the strength uh, training or personal trainer. I don't know what you call them. She was like, so why, why do you want to strength train? And I was like, oh, I want to strength train because when I'm like 60 or 70, I want to have strong bones and I don't want to like fall and like my bone pops or like you know yeah she started laughing she was like I don't think anybody had ever told her this reason 
And so like, she was like, oh, okay, well, that's different, but that's really, that's really good. And I think that every time like I'm going and doing strength training, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, I want to reach 60 or 70, 80 and have healthy bones. And I was even watching a, a documentary uh, recently is live to a hundred. Oh and my Netflix. God. Yeah. And they were talking about how like this people make exercise a part of their lives. And that's why they're able to get to this age and, and have really healthy bones. While a lot of us, we just go to the gym for other reasons and we're not really making exercise part of our lives. So I'm like, oh, I want to make exercise part of my life. Yeah. And like, I'm like even mind blown hearing that from you because I remember when we started and I like added these strength training for Sunam and she was like, this shit feels like a chore. Like, I feel like I have to like, I don't even want to do that, but I'm going to do that anyways. And like, I know you kind of had drama around it. And so of course there's the why piece of it that helped you do it. But in the moment when it was really hard, how did you talk yourself to like do it and like continue doing the workout all the way to the end? And I know like there's a there's a specific way of how you talk to yourself and I have it here, but I, I want you to explain it first and we'll go from there. Yeah, so I remember when we first started, you were giving me those strength trainings. It was so hard to get myself to do them because I had so much mind drama. I'm like, oh, it feels like I don't have enough time. I'm so busy. I can't get myself to do this exercise. And so something that really helped me was like, it's better to do something than nothing. And so in the beginning, I had that mind drama that like, oh, if I'm going to do this strength training, I have to do it perfect. So that means if Sam said I had to pick up 20 uh, weights and pounds, then I had to do it. And so when I like would tell myself like, okay, well, you have it's it's better to do something than nothing. I would be like, okay, maybe I can't pick up 20, 20 pounds, but I can do 15. And so like that's how I made myself like start um, exercising and doing strength training. I'm like, okay, well, I. I can do something. So like, if I can't finish it all, that's still something that's still better than me not starting it at all. And another thing that I would tell myself a lot was like, I get to show up as a beginner. And that also like came back to like, oh, I need to be perfect. And you know, we're not going to be perfect at something that we're just learning, but our brains are going to make us believe that we do. But we we don't and I think those two dialogues really really helped me into getting started with strength strength training yeah and it even like tackled the all or nothing mindset that you had too of like okay let me just start and like if literally if I don't want to do it I could like stop in the middle of the workout and like as long as I did like three of the exercise like that's good enough and I remember telling you like what if you you don't finish it like what if you just like do half of the workout and like that's fine and you were like what what do you mean like I'm supposed to finish it I'm supposed to complete it and I think that was just helpful for your perfectionism brain of like as long as we get something done like it's better than not doing something for our body And then you started building the confidence of like, oh, I'm getting stronger or like, oh, like I like this now. And like even now, like you like it. You're like, oh, like I'm getting strong. And like the exercises that used to feel very hard is like now my new baseline. And I have to challenge myself to try different weights, lift heavier and like 
try to do different types of exercises now. And it's it's so amazing. Like I remember at the end of the program, Suna was like, yeah, I, I go to this strength training class. And I'm like, what? Because like when we were like doing home workouts together, she was like, yeah, I don't really like the gym. Like it's it's not really my vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I to, the gym that I go to is pretty small. So I don't still don't know if I can go to a big gym. But but that was something that I was like, yeah, I don't see myself going back to a gym. And now I do. And I'm like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. No, this is so good. So like if you're struggling to motivate yourself to work out, like use this method, like use the method of like just do something instead of doing nothing and like let yourself just start and like you get to control when you stop. I think like a lot of us think that like the workout has more power than we do or like the meal plan has more control than we have. And like we automatically get so consumed and like, oh, like we have to do it exactly this way. And it's like, no, like you get to freaking stop. Like if you're going to tell yourself you're going to run a 5K and then you want to stop at 2.75 miles, like you can literally stop. Like there's nothing wrong, right? But I think yeah. there comes like a point where it's like, where can you allow yourself to practice consistency first before challenging yourself? Mm-hmm. And you've yeah. done such a great job of that, of like practicing consistency and then now like challenging yourself. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So, yeah. So I think those phrases that I would tell myself, like something is better than nothing, like really got me to start. And when I got started, like I would finish the workout most of the time. There was some times where like, "Mm, I actually can't finish it, but I'm, but it's okay because I really took this phrase to mind. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, maybe I didn't do everything, but I did two thirds. That's still better than me not doing anything. And so I think that has been really helpful. And like you said, like something else. So I've also been trying to run a 10K recently. And so something that has been really helpful for me is like listening to my body and allowing myself to stop if I feel like it's too hard. And so something that has helped is like every time I'm running, I'm like, okay, well, if I don't feel good after two miles, I'm going to allow myself to stop. And me giving myself that option has been really helpful because I'm like, when I get to two miles, like, I'm like, am I still good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still good. I feel like I can still run three miles. And then when I get to three miles, I ask myself that same question. So I think it's really important to listen to our body and like actually trust ourselves because like our bodies are going to tell us if we're tired. Uh, but it also helps us to get started because you are in control. You can decide to change your running habits. You can decide to change your exercise. And so for the longest, that was something that I thought I was not in control. I thought it, like I had to do everything perfectly or else I should just not do anything. Yeah, it's just so amazing to see you like aim for that goal and have it not be so intimidating because I know that was something that you've been wanting to do but then like your brain kept saying like let's just try another 5k and I'm like you ran a 5k before <laughs> like like it's more about like the self-dialogue and as you bring this up the thing that came to my mind is it's so important for you to constantly check in with yourself and you've really mastered that through this program and just like in your life right like just like checking in like hey am I hungry hey am I full like can I stop or like hey am I gonna be hungry in the next hour like I should probably start thinking about what I'm gonna eat for dinner or like just even things like okay 
how did that feel after that first set? Or like, okay, how did it feel after that one mile? Do we feel tired yet? Like, can we push through? Like, can we just do one more quarter mile? And like, it's just like those little subtle dialogue that like keeps you going. And those are the things that we all have to look out for and do more of. Because when you think that taking positive affirmation from like Pinterest and like taking those motivational quotes and like repeating them to yourself that way, like sometimes we think those help. But like in the moment when you're doing the work of I'm going to practice to run a 10K or I'm going to practice lifting 45 pounds with these dumbbells. When you're like in the middle of that, you have to really understand how to check in with yourself. What you're deciding to do is like you decided to do it. And like, because you've decided to do it, you can always stop if you want to. Like no one's holding you like hostage. Yeah, that's completely true. Like, I just feel like sometimes we feel like we're not in control, (laughs) but we we are so in control. And I know that this is really hard to grasp our mind around sometimes because it feels like, oh, you know, I have to do all of this. But, you know, what really helps is just, being very intentional and like trusting yourself which is something that I had so much trouble with and Sam can tell you like trusting myself I'm like I don't feel like I trust myself I feel like I need someone there to tell me what to do basically yeah Um, but then after our coaching like I was like wait I've done all of this which I like, first of all, Sam is the one who told me that. <laughs> and then finally, like it went to my brain. I'm like, wait, yes, I'm the one who's done all of this. Like, and so like that has really helped me to trust myself. But I feel like we just really have to trust ourselves and trust that our progress is going to, you know, we're gonna get to our goal. It might take us a little longer, but at least you're doing it in your own pace and you're actually like building that self-trust. Yeah, I love the way you said it. It's like we might take a little longer than everybody else that's around us doing it. I mean, even like Suna will tell you this too, like you'll start comparing yourself to other people of like, oh, they're ha- they're losing so much weight. Like, why am I not losing weight? Like, why am I always a slow one? Why am I always the last one? Like, there's a lot of that kind of dialogue. But then you also have to remember and ask yourself, like, am I doing it the way I like it? And if the answer is yes, then like keep doing it. But like, if you're not doing it the way you like it, and if you know that they're also not doing the way they like it, and you might not even know that too, right? Like you don't know the full story. And so you can't like also compare the progress, right? Because you could be exactly like Susie over here losing a really fast weight like her, but you already done that with the diets and you didn't feel good doing it. <laughs> so it's like, it's like if you like the way you're doing it, it's so important for you to remind yourself of that. And that's actually what helped me like, keep going in my journey it's like if I'm doing it my way then of course like I'm always gonna be able to do it and anytime I try to like do it other way like other people's way like it always interrupts like my progress and my pace yeah yeah that is so true I feel like that has also been helpful to me I'm like I get to choose how how I do it like do I want to do three days of strength training or do I want to do five days? So like I get to choose. Yeah. Um, and before I felt like I needed to do what that other person is doing. Like if that other person's doing five days of strength training, then I need to do five days of strength training. But you're not really asking yourself what you want to do. Like when I ask myself right now, I'm like, what's the days of strength training that I want to do? I'm like, it's actually two days a week. And yeah. I'm okay with that. And I get to run three days a week. And I'm happy like with with that exercise plan that I have. Because at the end of the day, like 
I really enjoy it. And if yeah. I really enjoy it, that means I'm going to do it for a long term. But maybe in the winter when it gets cold and I don't want to run as much, I'm like, maybe I can do three to four days of strength training and I can only run two times. And that's okay. As long as I know that I'm like moving my body. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, getting those healthy bones <laughs> for my older age, I'm okay. This is so good. So one last thing that I just want to like ask you, or I actually want you to highlight on is your relationship with the scale. And I know this is huge because I know we get really fixated on it at the beginning of our journey. And I just want you to tell the people how you got to a point where you're like, yeah, it's just a number. So that doesn't really have much meaning to it. Because like, even like, if you think about you from day one, right, to tell yourself that it's just a number, past version of Suna will be so surprised. Like, what do you mean? it's just a number. <laughs> like, I don't understand, you know, like, even like, I think about my past, though, if I tell her that she'd be like, what do you mean? It doesn't make sense. Like, how do you get yourself there? And so I want to know, like, how did you get yourself there? And like, helping the people understand how they can get themselves there too. <laughs> so first of all, I want to say that it is challenging to get yourself there. But I feel like when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm just basing all my goals around a number. So I'm like, I want to lose 20 pounds. That means 20 pounds need to come off the scale whenever I step on it. I know in the beginning when we used to do like the you had me uh, get on the scale to weight myself like I had a lot of drama around that I'm like wait my scale has not gone down <laughs> like what's going on that means I'm not making progress but then we also based it on like measure my body like my waist and stuff like that but I was losing like sizes in my waist and other areas and yeah. so I'm like oh there's other ways you can measure your progress, not your, just on the scale. And I feel for a lot of us, like, I don't know why, but like the scale is the number one thing. Maybe that's because when you go to the doctor, that's the only thing. They yeah, the <laughs> it is. They're like, let me weigh yourself. Let me see what your BMI is. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's why we're programmed to believe that the scale is really important. But it honestly isn't like it took me so like a long time to realize that, okay, well, I can base my progress on other things like am I getting stronger it's like my body changing do I feel better in my body those are like really great ways to measure my progress not just the scale and also like it was when I learned that oh when you do strength training your bo body actually gains muscle <laughs> that means you're you might not even see the scale dropping it might be going up I learned that I'm like oh Oh, wait a minute <laughs> so that might be why my like you know my scale the scale is not going down so now when I look at the scale I'm like okay whatever like as long as I'm feeling good as long as like I feel like my clothes are feeling me better I feel stronger uh that's a really good indicator that I'm making progress oh that's so good I love that like the different kind of measurements and I preach about that so much on Instagram and like just my platform because that's what helped me detach myself from it too. But also people, I think people don't realize that like building muscle takes time. The body, tone body that you want, like you might not even see that on pictures, like progress pictures until maybe a year from now. Like I remember when I was in the building muscle phase and I was like losing fat, but I was gaining muscle and my, my weight would fluctuate a lot. Like I couldn't see the change when I looked in the mirror but I could definitely see it when I compare pictures now. 
And like, if I go back and look at the pictures like back then and just look, and I'm like, oh, like there was so much progress. But at the time, like, because I was so fixated on the scale, I couldn't even see the progress. I couldn't even see the difference, you know? And that, that was hard to like realize like how important my relationship with the scale was is to not let it be the thing that I just look for all the time because it really took away the time for me to look at all the other ways that I was progressing like in my journey yeah Yeah. and those other measurements are way better than the scale so I think in the doctor's office they need to change that they need to like do something else because this is messing up people's uh brains they need to be like are you eating three meals a day okay if you're not we gotta talk about it (laughs) (laughs) no but this was so fun I love this oh my gosh so amazing I'm so proud of you You've come such a long way. I wonder, like, do you have anything that you want to say to the person listening to this episode? Like, if there's something maybe you could say to a past version of you, like before you started the program or just someone that's struggling in their journey right now, anything? Yeah, so I want to say that if you think that, you know, have becoming healthy is like, like a struggle (laughs) Um, and that you have to make progress like really fast I want to say that that's not true like you get to decide the progress that you want to see like if you want to make sure that you have a sustainable life and that you're still enjoying everything in your life then it's okay to take it slow I always like to tell everyone that like it's a marathon not a sprint so you don't want to be sprinting your way towards your health and then you reach whatever uh, goal that you have and you're like oh, I'm feeling miserable so let me go back to my life now you want to be make sure that you're like developing healthy habits along the way habits that you enjoy and not just because you're seeing someone doing them they're like oh that girl looks like she has a six-pack and she works out five days a week so I need to do the same thing yeah. <laughs> no you don't have to do that because our bodies are all different And also like, just be gentle with yourself and just try to do whatever feels right for you. Uh, But also telling yourself, like, like what I would tell myself, like just doing something is better than nothing. So maybe like for you, it could be like, well, I've never worked out. So maybe I can go on like a 10 minute walk and then the next day go on a 20 minute walk or, or not the next day, the next week. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so just taking it easy and knowing that you're going to get there, but also not being afraid to ask for help. A lot of us, we feel like we need to do this on our own, but that's not completely true. Like you can ask for help. Like you need, if you need a coach, don't be scared to DM Sam and be like, Hey, I'm interested in your program. Um, Because I feel like a lot of us are scared to ask for that help. And we believe that we need to do everything on our own, but that's just not true. Like sometimes we need that extra support to tell our to help tell our brain that no you know you're you're lying to yourself this is not true yeah oh so good I love this well where can the people find you I'm gonna leave your links in the show notes below but if you want to talk about like where where you're mainly on social media um I know you have a podcast too um just say it out there and then I'll make sure to put them in there yeah so yeah so you can find me at the dream teacher project um i have a podcast too which is called the money noticias because i am a money coach and i feel like the health 
space and the finance space are really similar. Yes. And and we talked a a lot about this when uh, Sam was coaching me. She used a lot of money phrases, which was really helpful because that really made my brain pick it up really fast. I'm like, oh, yes, you're right. Um, So if you want to learn more about taking control of your money, then listen to our podcast at Money Noticias. Yes, go work with Sunam and um, her brother. They're they're in this coaching um, space together. So I'll leave it in the show notes below. If you want like intimate additional support, I have my six-month one-on-one coaching, which is the program that Sunam went through. This is the program where I help you lose 20 pounds and keep it off without dieting. And so any questions, feel free to DM us. But thank you for listening in and I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to lose your first 10 to 20 pounds, eating what you like, no diets, no restriction, and build a consistent and confident lifestyle, my one-on-one coaching program is now open for enrollment. To apply, visit www.superlysamp.com. And from there, we'll book a call to see if you are a great fit. I'm so excited to serve you in this program. But until then, I'll talk to you next week.